This is a presentation of Man Breed. Man Breed. Hello and welcome to Man Breed Live, where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all men. We're here today with the brothers who are always here, as well as a very special guest. But before we announce that special guest, I want to toss the ball to uh, Mr. Rebrand, the black man himself, the therapist of therapists, Dr. Thurman Webb. How you doing, Doc? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Glad to be here this week. We got a, uh, another hot topic. We got our special guest who's going to bring some flavor in here, right? Because we male dominated. So we need that female perspective. <laughs> and, uh, before we do that, though, I'm going to pass it off to Mr. Orlando Boyd, the man with the plan. Hey, appreciate it, Doc. Man, I'm glad to be here for another edition of Man Breed Live. Uh, we'd love these great topics to the forefront and hope to start some conversation. So without um, further ado, let's kick it back to the man himself, Michael Diallo McClendon. Okay, well, now today we're talking about selling versus waiting as it relates to dating men and women. Uh, and so we thought we'd bring in a young lady who a lot of people know because in 2010, she was voted by Ebony Magazine as one of the sexy singles of the year. Yes, she was. Uh, she's also a Stella Award winner and someone that uh, we all know and love, none other than Lady Shantae. Lady Shantae, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Thank you, Diallo. Yeah. Orlando, thank y'all for having me. She's also an author. A lot of people know about her book, Speak to Your Life, uh, a devotional, 365-day devotional. So uh, as we delve into this topic, selling versus waiting, talking about relationships, I think it's kind of important that we kind of talk about what we mean by those terms because they can be kind of ambiguous. So let's start out with when people say settling, and I'll throw this one out to Dr. Webb first. What what does that mean in the context of relationships so that we can kind of all be on the same page? Uh, you know, generally when we talk about settling, it's, it has this connotation as if uh, there's some things I'm going to take and there's some things that I'm going to leave. And it really uh, has the energy that I'm going to leave more of the things uh, that I'm going to take. Right. So I'm actually going to compromise who I am or compromise what I believe in order to make this connection happen. And so when we talk about settling, we're really talking about uh, this fragmentation of self that one feels the need to go through in order to uh, co be compatible with a partner. That's good, because in my mind, the first thing I'm thinking about is, OK, well, I found somebody and I'm just going to settle down. Right. But but no, in this in this context, we're really talking about the fact that I'm going to make some compromises and maybe some things I would naturally accept in order to be with somebody, right. I'm going to make those adjustments. <laughs> I know, uh, you give us a, give us a feedback. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's right on point. It comes down to a point of where people, when they're going through their, their part of evaluating who their uh, ideal mate would be, there are what we call standards. And settling is basically saying, okay, I'm going to lower my standards, yeah. in a sense, because not everything, all my boxes are not checked where I feel like I would be ideally happy from what I know that I'd like and I need in my life. So the term settling comes directly from that, from a, a standpoint of the standards, the so-called standards that have been set 
for one. But we, I guess in this episode, we'll break down into what really develops those standards because of we as people, sometimes we, we want, we, we kind of categorize our wants over our needs. And a lot of times in relationships, that's where things can go and get kind of misscrewed and, and people have the dilemma of why they are still waiting are we on the right page so far talk to us when we start talking about settling like from a woman's vantage point and from yours more specifically uh what, how do y'all interpret that settling versus waiting um well i would say that yeah so when i think about settling i think about because I, there's always compromise you know um and I think what you may think is important at 20 is probably a lot different at 40. And so, you know, the um, deal breakers, you know, you know, well, not moral deal breakers, but some of the things that you just thought were important, maybe not as important the later, uh, the older you get. Um, so compromise is going to happen regardless. And so when I think about selling on this, I think about um, the compromises that have to happen. I think about the compromises that, you know are really going against your moral fiber uh the, those deal breakers in your life and you're throwing those away in order to settle so that you can have something for the moment versus waiting um on what you you know believe that god has for you so you know for me personally i i, I filter a lot of things through my spiritual lens not everything because there's a, a spiritual aspect and a natural aspect but um to me you know that's how i see the difference so so when we look at all these different aspects of selling and then we juxtapose that though with waiting it seems like waiting can also kind of be on the other extreme to some degree if we're if we don't kind of like really define it because one could possibly wait forever so how do you wait in a healthy sense and I'm, i want to toss this to orlando because you know wait somebody can wait forever and just if they really want to be with somebody but their standards are like you know this is my checklist and nobody ever meets them so mm -hmm. talk about waiting and how can that help be done the healthy way because sometimes i think probably we get into unhealthy behavior and we call it waiting yeah i actually attribute waiting in more to the sense of oneself because a lot of times when people been through certain relationships there's a certain lessons to be learned in that and some of it when they find what was wrong in the relationship with themselves they know they have to work on it with themselves too so during that process of so-called waiting, it is making sure that, A, you're getting the person that, of course, if you have your check boxes uh, that you say, okay, this is the thing I want, but I got to make sure that I am ready as well, dealing with what I had to do with my previous relationship. Now, when it comes to that, when per some people said, I'm, I'm speaking from the male side because women have a certain other criteria for their definition of waiting, but a lot of times it is seeming that you know what you want and maybe in your environment that those types of options aren't available. So you just don't take the first thing smoking. You just want to make sure that, hey, listen, I've been down that road before. Let me wait till I get the right person that I feel that connection with. And therefore, then I'm not just whoever my friends are trying to hook me up with. I'm going to go with that. I, I need to make sure that everything checks off for me. And that, that takes some patience, which is described as waiting. So, so yeah, yeah. So, Doc, you know, like Orlando made a really good point about it being different for men and women, right? You know, because 
you know, men, I guess traditionally, like, you know, we're the ones a little more, a little more assertive in this, like going out and like finding the young lady that we like and, and making the approach uh, and then maybe some balance after that. But we, we initiate those things. Uh, how, how, how is that different for a man and for a woman in terms of relationships? And um, kind of right you know, like the nuance of it, new, nuances of it, definitely there, there's some, some differences. But I don't think they are as pronounced as at a, at its fundamental level as we want to believe, right? Um, just to borrow a, a, a kernel that produced an idea, I bought it from T.D. Jake's book Crushing when he talked about waiting. Uh, a transition feels a lot like waiting, and so with that being said, that sometimes um, that that period. That space that seems like it's stagnant and it's not moving is necessary. That's that transition period. Like it's necessary in order for you to get to a place where you uh, are able to analyze situations comprehensively and not, you know, not based on one specific asset. Because like Lady said, you know, what, what interests you at 20 will, shouldn't be the thing that interests you at 30 and 40, so forth, so on. That's not to say that some of those fundamental things aren't there. But we look at things different the more we we mature, and we value things differently the more we mature. And maturity is not necessarily contingent upon your chronological age, but it's contingent upon your the 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 number of experiences you have had and learned from. And so, like that would be more of the question for the man and the female: like, how many experiences have you had that have helped you learn? who you are as a person because you're going to look at your partner and your relationship through the lens of yourself. And so settling is not a byproduct of just compromise. Cause like we've all said, that's always going to be a, a process within a relationship, right? We make compromises, but the idea of feeling a, a feeling of settling is more or less a byproduct of when you feel like bits and pieces of yourself are starting to dwindle away. And that's not always a byproduct of your partner. That could just be something going on in you, kind of like what Orlando alluded to, that's, that's in you. And so you have mm -hmm. to remedy that. And so when we have bits and pieces of ourselves that are dwindling away, right? You may have uh, a high moral uh, compass as it pertains to sexual intercourse. And when you dwindle that away in order to keep the companionship, when that, you know, that was, it was important for you not to engage in that, but you've let that down to keep the companionship. That's not your partner's problem. That's your problem. And now you're settling, right? And then it becomes destructive instead of allowing the experiences within a relationship to be constructive. That's good. That's good. That, now, now, lady, you and I are like the singles on, on this panel. So, when we start talking about waiting, you know, some of that might look a little different to us because Orlando and Doc are both, you know, married and have been for a little while now. You know, at one point, I know I looked at it like uh, I need to really, you know, focus on this relationship piece as it relates to finding a young lady. And then I said, well, I really need to focus on building me, you know, and focus on my goals and being a better man. And then kind of for me, on some level, the waiting kind of and I don't know if I ever use that term, but that posture of like being so like seeking kind of like dropped off because I just got to be a better brother and do what I do and do it with excellence and like put myself in environments. I think where I'm mingling more with ladies who appreciate, you know, who I am. Uh, but you talk to me from your perspective about, you know, waiting and as a, as a single woman, 
uh, what that has been like for you and, and what can you offer up for the people? Listen? What has waiting been like? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, of course, it has it's had its challenges. And I've also looked back on some of the decisions I've made to wait. And I'm so glad that I did because I saw how some of those things could have played out after the fact, you know. And um, I mean, for me personally, I've, I've, I've done a lot before I was Lady Shantae. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Yeah, well, and okay. so, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's nothing that I'm necessarily chasing. Everybody wants companionship, you know, marriage and, and all of that. And I'll be happy when it happens. But it's not something I'm chasing um, just because, well, there's several reasons. Actually, first of all, I know personally, and I can run their names off right now, several people who I know who are married but miserable. Mm-hmm. Okay, and mm-hmm. if we just want to be honest, I mean, if we just want to be married, we could be married, right? We could have did that a while ago and just kind of close the door on that. Um, and then I, on the other side of that, I know um, people who are happily married, have healthy relations, doesn't mean that they're perfect, but, you know, they work their things out and they're, they're happy and productive in their marriage. And so, um, you know, I, I've been in the situations where, like, I think Orlando said, Everybody in the town or in the church is rooting for you to be with this one guy because he has this and he has that and he loves you and he, you know, and, and you try and try like, okay, yeah, it's probably a good idea, right? And so, like uh, Doc said, you know, you're chipping away at yourself because you know it's really not it. You know, you just know that it's really not it, but it looks good. You know, it'll be a nice Christmas card and, mm-hmm. you know, he probably will deliver on some of those things, but it, it, it's, it's not what God has for you. And so, I've just been through all of those cycles. And so, um, you know, I'm at the point, I feel like when it comes to waiting that there are different reasons why people wait. I think sometimes, um, you know, sometimes you're not prepared for who God has for you. Sometimes that person is not prepared for who you are. Sometimes there's purpose tied into the relationship and and there's just things that have to happen in terms of timing. Um, you know, I, I was very career driven early on, so I probably missed a couple of things. I mean, I could be honest with that. Um, and just kind of like, you know, yeah, okay, okay, you know, right? So, um, at this point, though, I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm very content. It does not mean that I don't want to be married, but I'm, I'm not chasing anybody. I'm not hard up for it. I'm not, um, thirsty for you know i mean it's a desire but it to me at this point it's in its proper place and because i look at things through a spiritual lens i've learned how to um just focus on other things you know and just still kind of keep my work because again a lot of people will try to put you in pockets or in situations where you need to get with this dude he's a this he's a that he's that you know you being too picky i'm like no did you know he tried to sleep with me the other day Right. You know what I mean? Or did you know what I mean? So everybody doesn't know everything. It's just about what looks good and what they feel like they think you should be doing. So I've, I've abandoned all of those things about other people's opinions. And I do what I feel like the Lord leads me to do. And when he's ready, it will happen. Now, there is a natural aspect to that. I can't stand the house and not ever see anybody expected to pop up. I understand that. And we don't do that. But I'm just saying I've, I've submitted myself to the process. It's not something that I'm 
hard up for, for lack of better words. So back to you. Well, 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 let me ask you, let me ask both you and Mike, uh, Lady Shante, you and Mike this, because um, one of the aspects to come around when people are single and they reach a certain age, the on the outside, people may say, well, they're looking for the perfect person per se. And I know as humans, we have this thing of wanting to be right and sometimes minimize trying to get it right. But do you all face the pressure of making sure that as long as you, when you, as you get older, that making that choice, that perfect choice or that right choice adds to the, the dynamic of selling and waiting? For me, uh, you know, what I look at when I think about marriage in my life is finding a person who, who I can share space with. Like, you know, I want a young lady who I can share a, a life with and we can do it in, in the most functional way. And, I'll, and I'll, I like her and she likes me. And we like spending like intimate time together. So being perfect, I kind of, there's some things I had to drop in terms of expectations as I kept working on myself, you know, coming to this thing knowing, hey, I, you know, I got a lot to work on. Uh, but also saying like some of those like jugular things that like, you know, some character things, they stay the same, you know, in terms of like, mm -hmm. you know, but there's some things that I've had to drop. Like, you know, you know, I don't drink or smoke. I don't even drink wine. But at this point, I'm like, OK, well, I don't necessarily have to put that pressure on the lady that I'm dating in terms of like, OK, some some wine. OK, all right. I, can, I, I didn't grow up in the <laughs> Fine or anything there, and 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 then with my strong moral conviction, convictions, it's like I just I didn't see that in any equation. Though I've gotten okay, even like in terms of like, and these are on the superficial levels. Again, those things like you know just being a nice person, I can't I can't trade I can't drop that. Like uh, yeah. things like you know honesty, trust, yeah, I have to do those things right. Mm -hmm. But like even like let's say with sisters, like you know I love. Uh, a woman who has natural hair and likes to style it differently <laughs> and just has that kind of like bohemian flavor, right. if you will. Right. At the same time, you know, to be honest, if I meet the right lady and she has, you know, a perm, but she's like conscious enough to talk about those things and understand <laughs> my, my thoughts about it, my thoughts about it, and we vibe like that and we can live together, you know, because even women who are conscious sometimes now they just they just put on a, a Afro wig, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they get the, the braids. So I used to be you know, more like, you know, she's got to have natural hair. No, if, mm -hmm. if, 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 if we if we uh, if we meet those inner qualities and she can respect my paradigm and I can respect hers. And as it relates to children, which is something I still want to have, you know, we can agree on some fundamentals. Then, you know, I can move forward. And you lady. Uh, can you remember the question? Can you repeat the question? Well, about the pressure, the pressure on getting the person since you're waiting, uh, the dynamic of waiting and settling is that more pressure as you get older to make sure that that is the almost like the perfect person since there's there could be already outside judgment on that people who seem to be of a certain age waiting this long that they're, they may, must be picky or something like that. Does it put added pressure on you trying to find the perfect person in the, in the face of all of that that so-called pressure, I know you answered it somewhat, but still, as you get a little older, and like you said, people start saying, "Well, why are you still single? Why are you this and that?" You know, do you feel that that's added pressure on making sure you get it right instead of being right? No, I don't. Um, I mean, of course, people have things to say, but I don't necessarily take outside pressure and uh, have that doesn't. Um, I don't know, that doesn't really 
sway me one way or another. I mean, you know, it's natural for people to ask you questions, stuff for your family or, you know, whatever. But I, I don't, I don't receive outside pressure like that. You know, I mean, mm. one to be with the right person is for me, you know, and it's not about that person being perfect. It's just the perfect person for you. And that doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, mean that it's just only one person. I mean, whoever that person is, the guy has for you, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm good with that. But I don't mm. look at outside pressure like I got to do this because I don't want anybody, you know, because at the end of the day, it's still wrong. And you mm. got to start over anyway. You know, mm. uh, so no, I don't. I don't look at outside pressure that way. Yeah, gotcha. And of course, I accept. You know, the narratives that are put on the table, and uh, you know, I think you know our conversation is, is deeper than I think what a lot of a lot of people would want to question, right? Because in hearing the narrative, uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that some people feel like they're settling. Not to say that it's you, Diallo, but some people feel like they're settling if they prefer the natural hair and she has a perm. However, she can construct a sentence and have a critical conversation, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact that she has this perm, now I got to settle on this or I'm, I'm settling a part of me on this. Not you, but I think that it warrants us mentioning that, that some people have the definition of settling out of context. And you know what I mean? Like it, it, it yeah. is important that we, we, we definitely highlight that. Cause like you stated, there are other things that are higher on your priority list yeah. than this idea of her having a natural hair. Like she can have natural hair all day, but she can't put a sentence together. You're going to struggle with that also. <laughs> definitely. I mean, that, right. that gets back to those inequalities I'm talking about, you know, whether, whether it's, you know, and I'm not saying she has to have a doctoral degree, but we need to be able to communicate, you know, effectively. But it also right. like the heart, you know, I, I for, for me, that's a big piece uh, is that, you know, that uh, I know she has my best interest at heart and, and she knows that I have her best interest. At heart. Right. But being realistic, being realistic, yeah. some people have attached settling to those shallow ideas. So I don't care. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You know, I don't care how good mm -hmm. she look. I don't care yeah. how well she talk. Yep. If her feet is ugly, I can't do it. No doubt. No. You know, I'm settling. I, I think that's what gets us into this thing now where our, you know, our divorce rates and things of that nature are so high is because some people's idea of what love and companionship is so shallow, you know, and that's, and, and, and saying that I want to segue kind of because we kind of like gave our kind of like single like thing. We kind of opened out a little heart. Uh-oh, Orlando, you sound like you're talking uh, to Here you come. Here you come. So as, 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 as married men, uh, just to give some insight uh, to other married men, other single men, as well as single ladies or married ladies, talk about how that's played out in, in your life in terms of like, you know, uh, your relationship with your spouse, like uh, settling and waiting. Like, do you feel like you kind of waited or you settled or, you know. Who gonna say they settled? <laughs> Maybe that's off limits. That's an off limits question. Did that go too far? <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Not settle. Yeah. Help me out with that one, Lady Shante, because I, I, I'm about to break. I don't know what you're trying to ask. <laughs> well, 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 let me frame it like this. Like, I, I have made the comment that looking back, you know, I got married at 25, and I've clearly said that on many occasions that if I would have done it all over again, I would have waited. You know what I mean? So that would equate to my maturity in the moment of being married at 25 as opposed to being married at 28 or 30. So that's a big difference into when they say, okay, but 
by the time I was 25, me and my wife were already together for like six years. You know what I mean? So a child was in place. So the waiting and selling was out of, out of, out of the question at that point, especially when a child comes into place. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic from my standpoint, um, from how it was. Yeah, what I waited to to maybe experience more in relationships. Memoir, I talk about that all the time. That was absolutely one of the uh, things that I, I I even questioned in myself. But because I had grown up with so many other uh, older people and saw so many examples, I knew what I wanted. So it's not a difference when you see two high school sweethearts that they've been in love. And then by the time they graduate college, they decide to get married. Nobody questions them about selling or waiting. They knew that was the person. So it's a difference. It's, it, I think it becomes a difference in where selling and waiting comes into the equation when a person reaches a certain age and hasn't been involved in a relationship that has been married, or, or especially if you have never been married before. I think that's where this dynamic of conversation is going on. And so they don't always have to be in, in conflict with one another, you know, selling and waiting. Right. I'm like, you right. know, sometimes waiting is just that's just a posture because people can wait and, and, and still end up settling, you know, because mm -hmm. I waited for so long. And, and you have both of those kind of prejudices. Right. right. Any feedback on that, Doc? Or, or you know, because I'm just wondering, you know, what you would say from a married man's perspective, at least uh, to, to people who. Are talking about selling because it sounds like from our conversation we're saying settling altogether is not necessarily a good thing yeah um you know and i'll, I'll take the stance that uh you know i i think maybe some people in my wife's life may have looked at her uh kind of messing with me and figured that she settled you know because you know she she's very intelligent you know she's a nurse practitioner has done all these things and and i necessarily didn't have uh that kind of vision at, at the young age that we met. So they kind of felt like uh, you're settling for that. And, you know, and, and I, you know, I haven't been shy about it. I'm a lottery pick now. I know that. <laughs> However, there have been some teams that I didn't make. There have been uh, some bitches that I've had to sit on. I've been the six man before on some teams. I, you know what I mean? And, and I've mm -hmm. worked my way up to being a franchise player now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I say all that to say that, again, that is like, that was a fundamental core thing there. I know, you know, for her and me, that that had to remain constant. And then I had to trust that core thing to remain constant because evolution requires that everything will change. As circumstances, as people grow, as circumstances happen, like things are necessarily supposed to change. However, if you trust the DNA, then it will always be made up of that same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that that becomes the journey. You know, we've talked about mm -hmm. it on this show before. You know, marriage is not this, I signed the paper for happy ever after. It is this process of signing the paper for registration to continue to learn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the one thing for me personally that I was not going to compromise or settle with was myself. You know, uh, you know, uh, and I've said it before, you know, they often talk about what well, is two individuals coming together as one. You know, that's kind of how they give the uh, for me personally. That's a mm -hmm. crap. And I don't buy into that. Right now, I'm still an individual and she's still an individual. And that's what makes us beautiful. However, we we, we are we work to try to work together. And that is the that that is the, the, the part that that makes this journey 
a grind that we, you know, we have to try to fall in love with the process. Well, so I, me, I, I, I don't believe in settling myself. I'm not going to compromise me, myself. Go ahead, Orlando. Yeah, and I was going to add this one little point too as well. It's just like as one's palate and food grows, that's how one also goes into what they may like into another person. Like I said, when I, before that, I had a lot of standards and things like that, but I really didn't know what I liked until I knew what I liked. And then I had to try things, you know what I mean? So we have this certain uh, thing that we, if you haven't had uh, relationship adversity, right, you don't know, you know, how to battle through and what you can take and what you can receive and those types of things like that. And so, but as you grow into your own person and you see the other person growing as well, you start to open up your palate and realize, oh, wow. I might have had a shallow, you know, ideal of what I thought was right for me and realized that it wasn't. Sounds good. Yo, let's take a quick break and then let's come back and return to our conversation about uh, selling versus waiting here on Man Breed Live. back to Man Breed Live, where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all men. We're here today talking about settling and waiting, and we have a very special guest, uh, Lady Shantae, uh, award-winning uh, radio host, author, and also in 2010, she was one of the uh, sexiest uh, women, sexiest singles of the year. Is that right? Did I get it right, Lady Shantae? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I'm just teasing her today. Uh, but... <laughs> But I want to talk to y'all about uh, something as it relates to this, because I know a lot of our conversations is centered around giving insight, not only for brothers, but for women as well. And sometimes it seems like there's this conversation about, uh, from the sisters about, and maybe just people who are trying to be functional about, hey, don't marry potential. And then on the other side, I hear conversations about, well, you know, you have to work on the spouse that you're building. Like, you know, people don't come and everything's right with them. So some of the waiting, how does that relate to waiting to you, you, you all in terms of like sometimes a person saying, well, you know, I need them to be this, that, and the third, but maybe some of that you got to help to like build in that person or at least support as opposed to, you know, like saying they have to meet all these things and never then starting a relationship because nobody's perfect. Doc, you want to address that? or No, I mean, I think that, um, you know, whatever whatever you subscribe to, whatever higher force you subscribe to, for generally for us, you know, we would say, you know, God has to play a major factor in that. Like that's a compass for how we go about making our decisions. And uh the truth of the matter is nobody is what they will end up to be. You know what I mean? Like everybody's, you know, again, everybody's evolving. We are working to fulfill our purpose. And so, uh, you know, that is the journey of life. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that there are things that we see in people that, or you should see in people that you wouldn't mind growing with, you know? And, and, and uh, you know, because this time period, the thing I think that bothers people the most is in a pandemic is this idea of change. And the more comfortable you become with change and you realize that change is inevitable and it is a natural part of the process, the more you start to make decisions based on the things that create a healthy change, right? And so you fall in love with the soil that creates the change in the plant. And that's the way you have to train your eye. Now that is a, that is a much more mature 
perspective than I had in my 20s. You know, I, I, I would only search for the outcome. I would search for the thing. I said, okay, that has it all together. Until you actually pull back the curtain and you realize nobody has it all together. Right. You know, and so it's like, okay, now I need to fall in love with the process that that person is using to put themselves together or the process that that person is using to actually realize that they already are the thing that they are looking for. Mm-hmm. And then it is the, it's those ideologies and nuances that I become very attracted to instead of these outward representations or outcomes that are supposed to be attached to that. Right. So you start to look with, with a little bit more depth. That takes a lot more time. No question mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. but it is far. It has a higher probability to be more sustainable also. So it's, it's a true investment. Speak on that, Orlando, because, you know, a lot of times, again, you know, we like what we see, but like, you know, what about the fact that everybody's being developed or developing? Well, let's let, let's let our guests answer and then I'll, I'll kind of go on the tail end on it. OK. Uh, so, lady, we just, you know, just, just this whole thing. I, you, you heard Doc's response. Uh, uh, what, what's your response in terms of like dating someone and not necessarily saying they have to they already meet all these check marks. But, you know, you see a person who's like trying hard. I think Doc always says a, a trying man is how you said that. A perfect in relationship is a trying man. A trying man is everything. Yeah. So so talk about lady as, as our female perspective. Analyst, uh, talk, talk to us about about that, how you balance that out in your whole relationship life or, or what advice you would give them? Yeah, I mean, I, I highly agree with that. I mean, you see somebody putting forth an effort to be better. I mean, really, what more can you ask for? You know what I mean? In terms of uh, fulfilling potential, because it's, 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 we're all constantly growing, you know, and it's from, you know, one level to the next. And so, yeah, I mean, if you get with somebody who may not you know, have everything that they want, but they're striving to, towards the ambition is extremely attractive. Okay, so somebody who wants something for themselves and who are actively going after it, that is attractive. So it's not all, always about the finished product. Of course, that's ideal. Everybody would like to do no work, right? But we know that that's not um, realistic. So yeah, somebody putting forth an effort to, um, you know, be better, do better, treat you right, you know, I mean, Man, that's golden. Well, what kind of stuff has been deal breakers for you? And then we come back to it. But, but just along those same lines, okay, yeah, they're trying to do better. But what kind of stuff breaks the deal for you, though, even if he's a trying man, uh, personally for you? Um, well, let's see. I, I can't really say that the trying man had the deal breakers. The deal breakers usually are the deal breaker guys, right? So, um, I mean, you know, of course, yeah, if if a man is trying to um, have sexual relations with you and and that's not something that you uh, are up to doing, I mean, yeah, that's a deal breaker. If if somebody, in my opinion, um, is not, um, I'm going to say, equally yoked in terms of what you believe and how you believe it, you know, a, a lot of, uh, you know, we all believe in the same God, but people's convictions level, conviction levels are different, are different things. And so for the most part, you want that to be the same in the person that you're dating and potentially married. The Bible says, how can two walk together unless you agree? If we don't agree, we always going to be arguing, why are you doing that? Well, why are you doing that? Why, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, 
a problem waiting to happen. So it's not about perfection and that you agree on everything. But, you know, the, the main thing, you all like, yeah, you know, this is what we should be doing. And this is what I agree on. Um, deal breakers, in terms of somebody who just, you know, again, has, has no ambition, um, you know, just very satisfied with nothing. Uh, maybe because in this day and time, it's a different day. A lot of men are expecting women to take care of them. Um, I mean, you know, let's just be real. I mean, a lot of tables have to or they want you to pursue them. Right. I mean, that's, that's a very real, um, it's a very real experience right now. Um, so, I mean, those are just a couple of things, you know, um, and again, it depends on what are deal breakers for, you know, specific people. I mean, yeah, again, you know, what was important at 20 may not be important at 40, but you know, for me, if some type of financial stability is important, I'm not going to act like that's not important. I mean, do you have to be super rich? No, but I mean, you got to be able to handle some stuff. It's just what it is. And so I don't have, I don't feel bad about saying that. So, um, you know, there's some deal breakers and some things that you look for in somebody when you're thinking about marriage, when you're marriage minded versus just dating. So that's good. Answer your question. Go ahead. Orlando, you, 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 you were about to uh, chime in with some of that wisdom and I kind of cut in. <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. But no, I mean, they're hitting it right on it, but. You know, sometimes you got to ask ourselves when you're at the point of waiting and settling is what is your judge of character? Some people have great judge of character and some people have terrible judge of character. Yeah. And so when people start going to aspects of where they're waiting on and what they're waiting on, sometimes they value in seeing what their how their system of judging character could be skewed because they could be looking so hard at personality and all the other external things, as you said before, like I said, they could have a lot of money. They could be ambitious to a certain level, but their character could be really jacked up. They can have, as I call, bad character credit. They've yeah. always had that in their, in their lives and people they have dealt with. But sometimes people look over that because of all the other things kind of stand out in and of itself. Lady spoke on being equally yoked. And equally yoked is a very important thing. Not, and of course, spiritually is very important as well. But sometimes, uh, sometimes people look at well, spiritually yoked. If I'm spiritually yoked, I'm I'm ambitious. I'm going after things. Whereas sometimes the male, and depending on his breed, he may be settled in what he is and comfortable where he is. You know, he may have been working at a job for twenty plus years and just and happy being a supervisor. Would you call that person not ambitious because he's not going for? Uh, owning his own business and is that a turn off is that a uncheck of the box so sometimes you have to you know make sure that it but he could be a great person all through a very upstanding person upstanding man so sometimes though i think the external expectations on people can kind of affect people's projections on them uh, uh as far as how they stand or how they line up to what they would want into their so-called perfect person or the person they would think to be waiting on uh, or instead of selling for somebody as well. And it goes back to the idea that, uh, that, that, that I presented before, that settling is not your partner's issue, it's your issue. Because like Orlando mm -hmm. just said, if I'm using the wrong stick to measure this individual, if I have a bad judge of character, then the mm -hmm. settling started long before I encountered that person. Right. Because if, if those shallow things become the deal breaker and it uh, and it causes me to dismiss or look over the man who has all of the fundamental qualities that will grow into something great, then I settled long before I met him. I started losing myself long before I met her. 
You know what I mean? Which means that you were settling in the relationship with self long before you settled with somebody outside of self. And that becomes a problem. I feel like we're getting somewhere. Go ahead, lady. You about to say something? Yeah, well, I just wanted to kind of go back to the ambition piece because I wasn't, um, I wasn't like pigeonholing ambition in terms of like this person has to constantly trying to make more money. I mean, they may be at a very comfortable place in their life. I'm just saying like, you know, vision. Like it's, it's, it's always something else. And as a woman, you, you want that in a man, you know, some type of vision for what's next, where are we going, what are we doing? You know what I mean? So when I say ambition, it's not necessarily just about money. It's about vision as well. So, so later, let's, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta come at you a little bit now. Let's make this man breathe. <laughs> so, so yeah. So when you're saying that uh, as far as the ambition, like we're going somewhere and if he's already settled, like just say, for example, He's been married before and you haven't. So there could be certain other things that you want to experience, but he's already been down that world before. Is that a deal breaker? Because certain things you want to do, he's like, I've been there, done that, and I don't want to go that way. And, and you know, you start to say, okay, well, because you don't, we're not seeing eye to eye on this, you disqualify. No, but see, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not those, it's, it's not like one thing. One, I mean, it, it has to be a, a bigger picture, you know, with inside of what we're talking about. I'm not just saying like if, you know, I want to start traveling the world. You've already done that. And now we can't, you know what I mean? I'm just saying like ambition as a whole, moving forward as a whole, it's not, it's not just about money. It's not just about money and career. It's about other things. You know, are there things that you, are there some causes that you're passionate about? Like, you know, what else in life, what am I attaching myself to? So it's not mm -hmm. about just these one little things here and there that he may not want to do, but I, you know, I want to do, and we got to compromise on some things, that's going to happen. I'm just saying, as a whole, if there is no vision for nothing else, then what are we doing? It sounds like part of that conversation, too, and we haven't really talked about the breeds in this conversation, but it seems to me like that kind of gets back to, like, the different type of breeds, Orlando, uh, that, like, different type of women may be attracted to. Like, it sounds like Lady Shantae definitely yes. wants a guy... Uh, you know, who's not necessarily conventional, just in terms right. of just like settled. Right. Hey, I, you know, I, I just like things the way they are, but guy who's may, maybe he might be competitive, mm -hmm. right? He might mm -hmm. be, uh, he, he could be a country good, I guess, since he can do so much. Yes, yeah, absolutely. He could also be creative. Uh, absolutely. But I, I wonder if with the time we have left that, you know, we can kind of talk about uh, waiting from the perspective of the fact that when we, waiting implies that I mean, I want to get married. I want to meet that person that I want to spend my time with, but I haven't necessarily, I'm not necessarily with them now. So let's talk about some things that might help uh, women in particular, but also the brothers, you know, get to that point. And it sounds like I've heard Doc say something and you as well, Orlando, about working on oneself. But what might be some things, you know, just some insight y'all might offer to people in the waiting posture? You know, from People I've talked to, um, the one thing that, that, that seems to be perplexed when I'm talking to individuals about relationships, uh, whether they've just come out of one or they're looking to get into one, uh, is when they have this realization that the thing that they thought they were compromising like, or was creating this settling effect, like it wasn't what they thought it was supposed to be anyway. So it was a deal breaker until they realized that it really wasn't the biggest deal breaker they thought. Cause they're like that, the growth and the maturity had them look at that thing differently. 
And it's like, all right, for me to compromise on that wasn't really me settling. It was more or less an adjusted adjustment or adaptation that would allow another branch to grow. And so like, it's like, then they had to go and they had to inventory everything else on that quote unquote checklist that Orlando was talking about. Cause they were looking at it like, wait a minute, I had this on here. Yeah. Let me, I can do away with that. It's not really that important. Why? Cause I had an experience with that and now I, I can reprioritize and move that down, you know? And that, that, that just, it doesn't just happen with regards to, looking at someone to have those things it also happens when we look at ourselves and we take away those things when you do it from an intrinsic or internal place that could be growth you know every single season you have fall spring summer winter we go to our closets we look in our closets we start to pull out those things that we once valued but guess what we no longer want them anymore because they're creating clutter or we figure out that we can pass those things off to somebody else because they'll get better use out of it anyway. And then we start to really reprioritize that closet to be effective for who we are and what we want to accomplish in that season. And that can change every other season. If you don't do that, then you end up with a cluttered, cluttered closet. And then it becomes difficult to manage. Your relationships are the same way. The thing that you thought you, you may have been settling if you gave in on that, in the next season, you might find out that's the first thing I need to give up on in order to allow some other things to grow. That's good. That's good. Orlando? Well, I was going to let Lady Chante go first. No, ladies first. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, just, you know, did you hear, like, for people who like, are waiting, uh, just, just some, some, some nuggets that you would throw out there, you know, given your experience and what you know about relationships. Um, yeah, I would just say, uh, you know, just just be led by your inner convictions. You know, I mean, we're all always growing. You know, no, nobody is perfect. You know, none of us are perfect, you know. Um, but, you know, I do believe that, you know, God has someone for for, for those who, who want to be married. And um, it, it, it may not come exactly how you think. And that's okay you know i i can think of right now this young lady that i'm mentoring she you know she's 30 she wants to be married and, and i understand you know and she's um you know she she wants to marry a pastor uh or a bishop and i said listen <laughs> i mean you know i get it but I, I you know and i know some amazing pastors and i know some pastors who are trifling right and yeah. so don't get caught up in that title. I, if, right. if, it's, if it's about what you think he's going to bring to you spiritually, I'd rather you be with somebody brand new to the Lord who's on fire, who's going to lead you closer to God versus some dusty old pastor who yeah. put other people in the church. You know what I mean? So You can end up with Bishop Don Juan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so yeah. it's, it's, I, just, I just really feel like, you know, you, when you give that to the Lord, you do your part in the natural. I just believe that, you know, he'll be do his part and you know that person won't be perfect but he'll be perfect for you and in the meantime you're growing you know as a person you're learning more about yourself you know the things that you really thought you thought you needed you may not necessarily need you know and and I, I've, I've learned oh, a long time ago you know God knows exactly what we need you know and it's not always the things that we think we want but he told in our wants as well and so I just feel like trying to be the best version of you doing what you're called to do and, um, you know, not getting caught up in the pressure 
of how long that you have to wait because everybody's journey is different. I don't think it's a one answer for everybody. I don't think the people who are waiting is only because of this. I think there are different scenarios, different makeup for people. And, um, you know, your, your process is your process. I agree with you, lady, uh, because uh, something you said earlier about, you know, having been in something and then or not. And then later on saying, I'm glad I kind of skated by that situation. You know, I, I've had some of those situations as well. And to the point where, you know, it becomes a process of like becoming the best uh, version of who, who you created to be, you know, because, you know, there's a lot, at least for me, that's just bubbling over in terms of like scripts opportunities to do different things. I want to maximize those things. And I also want to put myself in a position to be social, uh, but I don't want to obsess to the point where I, I, uh, I mess things up, you know, uh, because I think that's possible as well. So, you know, I really believe, you know, like just continuing to be a better person, but also putting myself into situations where I'm, I'm mingling because I can be a homebody. Like I'm enjoying this, 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 uh, quarantine or whatever you want to call it because <laughs> I get to like work on like all the things that are in, in my mind all the creative things write you know write songs whatever it is but so I'm just saying that all that to say that I think obsessing or is, is something we need to move past but definitely working on a, being the best version of ourselves and being grateful uh, because mm -hmm. uh, there's so many things we have as singles that we kind of like look at what we don't have sometimes and don't think about that space and time to be creative and to have different friends and and all those things that a lot of times you know my married friends don't have that fluidity and mm -hmm. while I, I i look forward to and will value uh, the season of marriage uh, when i'm in it uh, i'm learning to really celebrate and maximize my time that i have so that i can continue to kind of bring out all these different creative projects that god's blessing yeah all right well I, i'll wrap it up like this i i'd say that as as one has to battle the the selling versus waiting fundamentally and i say fundamentally for all singles and especially to you two who are my prized pupils in this <laughs> 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 that I, I can't express how much i always put on the importance of being a friend that person needs that partner needs to be a friend and how you uh, if you look at your social circle and the friends that you carry, well, how do you value them? You know, what do you look at into what's important for them, that person to stay a friend to you? Now, some people may have a hierarchy, which I am a big uh, uh, proponent of that. If you want to go in and itemize the, the absolutes that a person has to have to be a partner with you, do by all means do that. If you have a, a list of 10, if you have a list of 20, make that list. But also it'd be wise to have somebody to look at that list as well so you don't have a, a, a subjective view that is not unrealistic. Because a lot of times people, when you talk about settling, it's because the person that you may be kind of shooting a shot at you or whatever don't quite have all of the things on your list. But if you prioritize and put those things in a hierarchy with the absolutes that you got to have, if that comes out to be five and that person has four of the five, do you call that settling because they only have four of the five absolutes that you that you say you got to have? See, sometimes you have to look at things subjectively and see where you are with that. So that's the first thing. And like I said, you know, we have other conversations on Man Breed Live about that as far as how people quantize what is their perfect person. But definitely that that's nothing wrong with that, but also just to have a, a different set of eyes on that so that it becomes more realistic. And my second point is, by all means, listen, the person that may be sent to you may not come in the package that you expect it to do come into. 
Amazon sends a box, and all the boxes look the same. They brown, got the little smiley face on them. All thing different is the size. But you don't never know what it is until you open it up, right? Some people order so much stuff from Amazon, they don't even know what it is when they come on their door. But they are having some expectation of that. But so don't don't reject it because it didn't come in the box or, or the package that you expect it to be so. Because a lot of people right now are single just because of that. It didn't come in the box. Uh, that it, they expected to, and, and take it from me, I was a late bloomer. I was slow developing, but as Doc said, "Hey, would you say, Doc, you're a lottery pick, ain't that right?" What you say, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> we own that. We out here. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Back then, back then, back then, you didn't know me, right? Yeah, exactly. 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 Rap video. We hey. own now. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, back yes. then I couldn't get in the game, but now you right. want me to start. <laughs> Man, all right. So, lady, <laughs> come on, lady. We want to thank you for 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 being. Uh, well, I think, lady, the lady have you? Do you have one more comment, lady? Uh, I thought no, you raised your hand. I thought you said you raised oh, your hand. Well, you no, just, oh, you just testifying. I, I, I was preaching. I didn't raise my hand. <laughs> you had your hand up. I thought you waved your hand like hallelujah. Okay, <laughs> all right. I was just raising my hand when you talk about the people with ordering Amazon uh, stuff and forget what they order. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Well, all right, well, there we go. There you go. All right, but so back lady, to you, brother Mike. Well, yeah, well, I was just thinking, lady, because we appreciate you uh, sharing this time with us. Uh, you know, kind of stepping into the man cave, if you will. Uh, and uh, just for those people who want to like continue to follow you, I know most people already know who you are, but what people uh, or how can they follow what you're doing and, and hear you? Oh. It's Lady Shantae everything. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Lady Shantae. Okay. Well, we appreciate you being on Man Bree Live today. And for all those people who are checking us out, make sure uh, you follow us. Orlando, I know there's a number of places that they can check out the podcast. You know, I always push our social media because they can go to Instagram and follow us at Man Breed there. And then on Facebook Live, Man Breed Live. But what are some of the podcast uh, sites where they can? Uh, on all the outlets for podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, they can check our my bio in the uh, Instagram. Go to Podbean as well. But all your Spotify, uh, Google, it is available everywhere. Definitely check it out. And if you're getting some enjoyment out of it, please share it to someone else. Be a blessing to them so they can get some of this information. One of the things that hinders a lot of people in growth is people don't share it. They keep it to themselves. Well, oh, we appreciate all that. Uh, brothers, it's been great. Uh, lady, thank you for sharing this time. Oh, with thank you all for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, guys, keep up the great work. You've been checking out Man Breed Live, where we believe that you understand a man is to acknowledge all men. See y'all next episode.